Hello, and welcome to Walk It Off, a podcast that will help you walk off the tough days in life, tackling the topics of love, marriage, parenting, personal development, and probably some completely random topics, since that's who we are. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in listening to this week's episode of the Walk It Off show with Candy and Ryan. I am your host, Ryan, and I'm here with the awesome and amazing Candy. Hello. Uh, episode 27 this week, we're doing our first official book report um, on Atomic Habits. Candy read it, I listened to it. Badass book. And yeah, it's I, I highly recommend it. Um, before we get started in it, though, I want to do a quick bit of clarification. Uh, I listened to last week's episode, and there might be some confusion. We were kind of bouncing back and forth talking about the different phases of 75 hard. Um, and I was talking about the dedicated visualization. And there is no visualization in phase three, which we are doing. That The visualization mm-hmm. comes in phase one. So and you can if you want to. Yeah, do, do it. No. Yeah. Yeah, no if that's about that. But. Yeah, if that's one of your critical, your other critical tasks, those three extra ones to move you forward in other areas of your life, fantastic, awesome, and go ahead and do it. But it is not one of the requirements. So mm-hmm. just a quick clarification on that. So, Candy, do you want to kick us off with our official book report on Atomic Habits? <laughs> so we had been talking a lot about habits, and I've been just mind boggled ever since i finished the book about mm, what a week ago mm, yeah roughly. like that um it, when you read 10 pages every night or more usually i do more uh the books just fly through and you're like mm-hmm. oh when was that i don't even know which mm-hmm. i'm not a fast reader but it's it's nice to be marching through books it just gives you a really good sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. so Kudos to 75 Hard for making me read books. Yes, yes. You can ask my mom. She tried to get me to read books forever, teachers, all the people, and I revolted. But Mm -hmm. now I'm forced to, and I am, to my surprise, liking it. Yeah, It's weird that, like, you look forward to getting a book in the mail. You know, you order one online or whatever. (laughs) We got an Amazon package yesterday, and... Like, it sounds like a book. And I was like, I don't remember ordering any books, but I was all excited. And then it was uh, Princess in Black for our daughter that yeah. I had pre-ordered a few months ago, mm-hmm. which is why I forgot all about it. But yeah, She's she's a great big reader. She's an awesome reader. She yeah. does really, really well. Yeah. So hopefully so, we can instill that in her to keep reading. Uh-huh. She does see us, and that is nice that she can kind of mimic that behavior, mm-hmm. too. So Atomic Habits, we're just going to go through, it is a fabulous book with a ton of research and ideas and thoughts, and um, I would like nothing more than to just have James Clear here sitting on this couch with us, but um, (laughs) in the meantime, uh, Atomic Habits, so the first number one idea of Atomic Habits is Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. So you're doing these little habits, little tasks every day, and that can build up. So this is success is the product of daily habits, not a once in a lifetime trans not a once in a lifetime transformations. So like we've done these transformation challenges and things like that through uh, first form. 
but none of that does any good if we don't keep on with our diets and mm -hmm. with our 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 healthy diets i should say mm -hmm. our way of our new lifestyle way of living mm -hmm. being more active eating more fruits and vegetables getting mm -hmm. in our protein every okay. day <laughs> um that all of those things are little habits and we've made little changes over the last eight years that have built up these habits for us and have produced some level of success in our weight loss journey even mm -hmm. though there's been peaks and valleys ups and downs we've mm -hmm. been able to maintain and continue our improvement of ourselves yep. so it's, uh, it's all about those little tiny habits. And mm -hmm. we've talked a lot about that. Just that first step taking, doing a little something a little bit different from the way you used to do it can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And that, that is the biggest thing is it's a lifestyle change, you know, changing from eating pop tarts and gas station breakfast burritos. What do you have against pop tarts? That's what I'd like to know. I think it's because pop I have, pop I do, I do love me some pop tarts. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I think it's because anytime when uh, Jeremy talks about, you know, food and like you can get, you know, 2000 calories a day by eating, you know, three pop tarts or whatever it is, no. or this much, you know, protein, carbs, fats. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't sustain you. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. a lot of sugar. Yeah. So Jeremy refers to a lot of Pop-Tarts, and I think my inner fat kid clings to Pop-Tarts because I, like <laughs> I Pop -Tarts. mean, I do love Pop-Tarts. I will say that just the classic was a blueberry or strawberry, mm. my favorites. Um, the uh, cinnamon sugar, brown sugar ones, brown those were my grandma's favorite. And I also like a s'mores one every now and again. Well, Ugh. I guess I don't know if I'd like it now. But before, in my Pop-Tarting days, <laughs> like, I remember sharing, like, the package, you too, with avid my brother. You Pop-Tarter? Yes. <laughs> I was very Pop-Tarty. <laughs> Pop-Tarty. <laughs> Pop-Tart. <laughs> uh, anyways, we digress. And Jeremy, yes. Mo Jeremy Mullins is Ryan's coach on the First Form yes. app, in case you didn't yes. know who Jeremy was. Yes. Sorry. C catch you up there. <laughs> Number two. Uh, if you want better results, then forget about setting your goals. Focus on your systems instead. Goals are about the results you want to achieve. Systems are about the process that lead to those results. Processes, sorry. And so a little deeper into that is don't focus on I need to be this weight. Focus on what you're going to do to get to that the you know the extra movement the you know changing your diet like i've said before um, getting in your protein because that's going to help with your body being able to at minimum maintain muscle as you're losing that fat but the muscle is going to build burn more fat and it's also going to help you build lean muscle because Muscle builds muscle. Huh. <laughs> nerd. Um, <laughs> now you're protein nerd now, too. I am. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Everyone's a nerd about something, remember. <laughs> you're a nerd about a lot. <laughs> I am. And, like, I won't lie, Jeremy 
uh, Mullins, my coach, has sparked this like food science nerdiness in me that I honestly really enjoy. That's good. Like I'm starting to, like, I could tell you that, you know, carbs and protein have uh, four calories per gram and fat has nine. And like, I'm just, it's weird and I like it and I enjoy it. And that's good. Yeah. That, that is kind of a segue. Just you can set goals, but the systems, figuring out those systems and focusing on those little tasks can really kind of help you find your passion rather than trying to set big goals. Like the big goal of, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? I want, you know, I want to do this when I grow up. Okay. That's cool. But what are the little pieces that go together? And maybe that will route you somewhere else. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that goal is where you're going to end. And that's why that's kind of what's dangerous about goals. And we've talked about goals. We set goals. We've mm -hmm. talked about smart goals and all of that stuff is great, but you need those tools along the way to make those things happen. Mm -hmm. um, so number three, the most effective way to change your habits is to focus on what not focus on what you want to achieve, but what you wish to become talked about this a little bit before um, in this uh, podcast, but outcomes are about what you, uh, what you get. Processes are about what you do. Identity is about what you believe. So I even talked to my staff this week about being, because we talk about quality and outcomes and all these things. It's home health. So we have a lot of goal-oriented, outcome-oriented things that we talk about. And it's really easy to just get focused on all those numbers and all those details and things we want to achieve. But when we change, I was thinking that if we change our identity to people, and I mean, we already have this identity, but really being intentional about it of we are people who create good things. We are high quality clinicians who uh, provide high quality care to our patients. And if we have that mindset in everything that we're doing, we're going to create good work. It's mm -hmm. going to come naturally and it's going to be a lot more organic than this is the number we need to get to, or this is the outcome we need to achieve, or this number's going down. What are we going to do about it? We still have to watch those. And that's my job to watch that kind of stuff, but having my staff be more patient focused and worried more about the person they are in those patients' mm -hmm. homes rather than, well, I need to make sure I talk to them about satisfaction. Well, if you <clears throat> are satisfaction oriented and you are the type of person whose patients are satisfied, you're going to have, it's, it's going to just be natural. Mm -hmm. That's my theory yep. anyways. And you're, your identity is going to drive your processes mm -hmm. and your processes are going to solidify your outcomes. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, your processes are also going to help shape your identity as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, and I, I had talked about it in a previous episode also that I'm trying to convince my brain that I am a morning person. And if I can make myself get up in the morning and get that workout in. 
it and it's made a huge difference. Like my daughter, she's she was kind of chronically, I don't want to say late to school, but just barely on time. And in the last couple of weeks, she's been on, she hasn't been late at all. She hasn't had to go into the building or um, through the office or anything. So that is making changes in, in my life as far as, you know, if I don't, because I never want to get up in the morning, even when I'm convinced I'm a morning person. But if I remind myself like, no, 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 this isn't what a morning person would do. This isn't, they wouldn't push their snooze 972 times and then sleep in they would get up and get their workout in so that they can do the things they need mm-hmm. to do and get to work and school and all of that stuff on time so that's made already made a big difference mm-hmm. for me and i i already identify as a morning person yeah, like my alarm set at 3 30 and like i'm up at 3 24 because <laughs> i'm weird uh-huh. so uh, number four, the four laws of behavior change are a simple set of rules we can use to build better habits. They are one, make it obvious, two, make it attractive, three, make it easy, and four, make it satisfying. The ultimate purpose of habits is to solve the problems of life with as little energy and effort as possible. So, like the, in the book, it talks about you know. So you're you ultimately want to run that marathon. Well, that's you know twenty plus miles of running. That's a lot. So you're going to start with you know even ten miles is hard. Uh, a five k is hard. So you're going to start with you know ten minutes of running, but that's all going to boil down to the basics of put on your running shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, start with that simple thing. And then he talks about like just doing these new habits for two minutes. And he talks about uh, one guy who it took him a while to lose a hundred pounds, but he didn't like going to the gym and he's like, okay, well I'm just going to go for five minutes. Mm-hmm. So he goes for five minutes for like two weeks, like legit. He's paying for a gym membership he walks in and he exercises for five minutes, treadmill or whatever it doesn't say, but he goes in for five minutes. And after a week or two, he's like, well, I'm already here. I'm already paying for it. Might as well mm-hmm. do it a little bit longer. And, you know, those stack up and he loses 100 pounds over time. Mm-hmm. So. so any habit can be broken down into a feedback loop that involves four steps. So they talk about this a lot in the book. <laughs> Um, so cue, craving, response, and reward. So that that cue is, it can be negative. All habits, um, whether it be a negative or positive habit, has have those four components. And then you need to focus on taking action, not being in motion. So that's, we talk about that all the time. Doing things that aren't with purpose with action, the planning process, all of that kind of stuff, you don't actually get anywhere. It's sort of like rocking chair analogy of just sitting there thinking about it. You can think about 
you know, that beach you want to go to and never actually buy the tickets to go mm-hmm. in the plane to get to the beach or whatever. Yep. We live in Wyoming, so we have to mm. take a plane to get to a beach. <laughs> yeah, but drive a long way. Yeah, exactly. So that cue craving response and reward, you have that thing that, you, you know, you want to smoke a cigarette and that craving that happens. And then your response is, oh, I need to. So you bite up your cigarette and then your reward is that uh, nicotine bump you get from that cigarette. Mm -hmm. And you can have those same things with any sort of habit that you're doing. So you want to make sure you're giving yourself that, that cue. So like I said, working out Um, your cue is your running shoes in your bathroom or you go to bed in your workout clothes, whatever. Um, And then that, craving it starts when you're um you're used to it and correct me on this you're fresh it's fresher in your mind but um and that response is your actual going and doing and then that reward Mm -hmm. is that feeling of accomplishment after you finished working out your dopamine boost from Mm -hmm. the workout that you had and you need to remember that reward it said you know really focus on that part of it because that trains your brain. Like this is a good thing. Let's Mm -hmm. do this again. Yeah. Well, in, you know, in the the book, you also was talking about that the reward and the dopamine spikes that um, they took a bunch of cocaine addicts and for, it was a ridiculously short time, but just a quick flash on a screen of a picture of cocaine Mm -hmm. and they studied their, the dopamine spikes and just seeing it, not being near it, not talking about just that quick picture that before they even realized what it was, their brain realized that that was, you know, that cocaine and they were addicted to it. And so they got the dopamine just by the the thought of, oh, I get this reward. Mm-hmm. And he relates it to the smoking as well, that after time... And, you know, you are, say, addicted to cigarettes that just the the thought of the reward is is what gives you that dopamine spike. And the same with gambling. Mm-hmm. That, you know, simply the thought of spinning the wheel or, you know, pulling the lever on the slot machine is going to give you the bigger dopamine spike than actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I just wanted to interrupt a regularly scheduled program to do a quick plug for Anchor by Spotify. If you're thinking about starting a new podcast, which you should, the Anchor app makes it super easy. We love it because you can record right into the app from your phone or computer. You can edit, add music, and publish right from your phone if you want. They even distribute it for you to platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google, CastBox, and several others. Check it out and let us know if you do. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behaviors. It's number five. Um, the quote for that is make the cues of good habits obvious in your environment. So, you know, you've got your coffee there. You, mm-hmm. you will make your coffee every day. Um, that's just something that you get up, you go to the, go to the kitchen, you do the things. Mm-hmm. Just, um, And then one of the best ways to build a new habit is to identify a current habit you already do and then stack that behavior on top of it. This is called habit stacking. 
one of the habit stacking things that I started doing since I read this book was uh, every night I have tea, hot tea, usually some sort of herbal nighttime, whatever tea. And usually prior to this, I would stand there in the kitchen and scroll Facebook or whatever, because I can't run off too far from my boiling water. I have an electric tea kettle. And so I put on my kettle and I grab the broom and I sweep the kitchen and sometimes into the dining room, depending on how much water I'm making. So every night my floor gets swept. And if I'm feeling spunky, I could go over the Swiffer once my tea is done and it's steeping. Mm -hmm. So all of those things, you know, you brush your teeth every night, stack on some flossing. Um, you put on your, your, you, like, I also go pee every morning as I'm sure many of you do. So I put my workout clothes in the bathroom and put those on before I even get up so that I'm dressed and ready to go work out. Once I'm in my workout clothes, it's hard to deny working out. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I guess I could just go sit and hang out yeah. my workout clothes, mm -hmm. but that would be weird. And then <laughs> also I have to shower. And so I'd have to then take all those clothes back off again to get in the shower. So it kind of stops me from trying to do anything else besides mm -hmm. that workout. Well, and then you got to have your Formula One and ignition, so you got to go early. Yeah, that's right. So, and in in the book too, he talks about you know you want to be a better drawer, an artist, whatever. Drawer. A drawer. So you put your sketch pad and pencils on your desk right there. Mm -hmm. You want to read more before you go to bed. So you know you get up this morning, you made your bed, and then the book you're reading, you're going to put that right on your pillow. So it's right there and you've got to move it out of the way. Mm -hmm. uh, number six, how to break a bad habit. One, make it invisible. Two, make it unattractive. Three, make it difficult. Four, make it unsatisfying. And so like, you want to make it invisible. You want to kind of out of sight, out of mind. And like, uh, in the reference or in the book, he references, you know, I don't drink as much beer if I, you know, put my beer in the back of the fridge where I can't see mm -hmm. it because then it, it's, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of a thing. Um, and then you make it unattractive and that can be like, you have to do, I don't, I don't I guess what comes to mind is something gross in order to do it which that doesn't that doesn't really make sense uh, <laughs> that's just the first thing that's coming to mind right now because i'm having a brain fart <laughs> um but make it difficult uh like if you're binge watching tv you know uh, he references unplugging the tv mm -hmm. and if that's still a thing then take the batteries out of the remote so that now you've got that like two-step process to get to it mm -hmm. um Oh, I think one of the things he mentions about making it unattractive is when you like go to watch the TV, you have to say, oh, I'm going to watch The Office or whatever. Like you have to name the show you're going to watch. Mm -hmm. So you're not just sitting there, you know, mindlessly watching 
you know, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or some crap. <laughs> the Bachelor. <laughs> um, and then make it unsatisfying. Something, it's just, you're not going to like it anymore. Or, you know, make it so, like, called like a negative habit stack. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I just watched 10 episodes of The Office, so now I got to do 10 burpees per episode mm-hmm. or something, you know, not that burpees are awful, but I really don't care for burpees. Yeah, They're very awesome. effective, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, and I do really like the office. So I might do a few burpees just to watch the office. <laughs> All right, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon the noise. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I thought about this when it comes to like drinking. So it's really easy when you're on your way home from work or whatever, and you have a evening off, like Thursday nights, we don't typically have a lot of stuff. So Thursday end of the week, almost you're like, Oh man, I could really have a beer tonight. I know. Yeah. Right now we're on phase three. So no alcohol period. Um, but it's really easy to go stop on your way home and grab some beers. Not so easy to get home and then make the conscious decision that you want to have a beer and go back out to get it. Mm-hmm. So I had the idea since we struggle with over drinking or drinking more than we probably should. And it inhibits our weight loss and a lot of other things in our lives. So instead of, on a night, say nice evening, we're like, oh, we're going to sit on the porch and drink beers tonight. Get home, change clothes, and then really think that through. Like, is that something that we want to do or not? Mm-hmm. And, you know, do does it have to be beer or could it be something else? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, water, something like that. Mm, <laughs> free range, gluten-free, <laughs> no GMO water. Some- uh, elk, elk carnitine. That stuff's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a bad habit because we make it easy mm-hmm. or we have in the past made it easy. Like, okay, we're going to stop and get this on our way home or we're going to stop and meet somewhere after work, making it easy on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes it an easy habit because our brains just want things to be easy. Mm-hmm. And so getting home and then having to go back out, even though it's not that far away, I think will help kind of slow us down when it comes to continuing to work on building better habits for our health, rather than just getting off this challenge and being like, oh, well, we can drink now. Mm -hmm. And then going back to, you know, a couple nights a week or more, um, stopping and getting that six pack on the way home because it's an easy bad habit and making it. And I liked what he said about putting it in the back of the fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we have it in the front of the fridge. We have two left from last weekend and we're just leaving them in there for 30 days. And mm-hmm. that's kind of a it up, up the ante on our 75 hard business. Mm-hmm. So open the fridge every day and like, okay, there's beer in there, but I don't have to drink it. Mm-hmm. If I drink it, I fail and that would suck. Yeah, just um, phase three, you don't get any chances. No takesy backsies. No, no uh, do-overs. Yep. And to be clear, there's a liquor store like two blocks away. Mm-hmm. They've got really cold beer, <laughs> pretty good prices, and a pretty dang good selection. Mm-hmm. 
and the struggle is real. Yeah, we we definitely started drinking more when they built that there because yeah. it's like oh well it's close and easy where before mm -hmm. we had to go all the way into Safeway and they didn't have cold beer or a good selection mm -hmm. so then it meant going even farther into town so yep. it 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 is crazy how your brain will just look for that easy way out. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that that's the case, you can combat it. Yeah. And um, I did a post earlier this week about how um, if your brain isn't challenged, it's much more likely to make bad choices. So pushing yourself beyond your normal limits, really meeting your um, your abilities and doing the things that you need to do to be the best that you can be and to accomplish the things that you can accomplish in life and finding that motivation and drive and autonomy, that ability to do things on your own and figure that stuff out. Like you don't need somebody telling you what to do all the time to do the right, make the right choices. I think 90 nine percent of us know what the right things are we just make the conscious decision or unconscious decision because it's easy not mm -hmm. to do them like you know it's better to eat vegetables than we'll just continue picking on pop tarts <laughs> um we, 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 you know that you know pop tarts are not healthy for you you even if you've never looked at how many calories they have which is a lot because i used to mindlessly eat them back in the day and then when i was pregnant this last time i also work really close to a c store and so i was like i'm gonna go get a pop tart because that's i wanted one real bad and then i looked at the package and i was like holy crap like that's a whole like two meals almost you know so i haven't had a pop tart since even though after talking about them they mm -hmm. do sound pop -tarts. good but maybe we'll uh, have to go see if we can find a package of pop -tarts. well we did get those ones and we each had one mm -hmm. remember that that wasn't that long ago yeah. but and, and make it something if you're gonna splurge on it make it make it difficult don't mm -hmm. go buy a box of pop tarts that are going to be sitting in your cupboard or a six pack of beer or a case of beer that's just going to be right there handy in your house if you're trying to avoid sugar alcohol or any of those things Get it the heck out of your house. And by that, I don't mean drink it all right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> I'd have eight beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so getting, getting, building healthy habits is just as important as getting rid of those bad habits. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's just a balance of finding the things that are going to work for you and really put life back into your life rather than taking away from those things that, you know, you're just missing out on life. Mm -hmm. If you're always um, just giving in and just floating along. Yeah. Well, like, you know, like Candy saying, getting, getting rid of it, get it out of your house. Uh, that had to be chocolate for me for a while. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't care what it was. Hershey's, Snickers, Reese's, Milky Way's, Three Musketeers. I didn't give a shit. I just ate it. Bite size, big size. I never had another like five pound Hershey bars. <laughs> but yeah. And like it would even be like some chocolate chips. 
Mm -hmm. I used to go pour a handful of chocolate chips and toss them back and munch on them as I went to fold laundry or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it it was got to the point of just get it out of the house because I do fine if it's not around. Mm -hmm. Well, now making healthier choices and building those positive habits over time, we can have it. And like I can tell you right where it is right now. Mm-hmm. I don't need it, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like I, I thought I did before. So I think this is the second time we've talked about that particular bag of chocolate chips that lives in the door of the cupboard. <laughs> and after every episode, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about those. Let's mm-hmm. go get some chocolate yeah. chips. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we've got a whole list of action items. So start building good habits. Look around your house, look at the things that maybe are cueing you to do bad things or good things and up the good and down the bad mm-hmm. um, or limit it. Like it doesn't have to be that you never have another beer or piece Pop-tart. of chocolate or Pop-Tart. <laughs> <laughs> Bless yeah. Pop-Tarts. Yeah. We, seem to, we seem to pick on Netflix and Pop-Tarts. I know we so. do. And they're good. They're both very good things in moderation. Yes. Just, <laughs> everything's good in moderation. <laughs> um, so our verse of the day, John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. I really liked this one for these habits because this is really about building an abundant life. And we are given this life and, um, the, I, I think the thief coming to steal and kill reminds me of the Andy Versella's bitch voice is what he calls it. And um, that little voice in your head that's like, it's okay. You can have eight beers. Mm-hmm. Have eight beers and a Pop-Tart. You deserved it. You work really hard. Um, I, I believe that that's the devil talking to you because he doesn't want you to live an abundant life. He doesn't want you to have a fulfilled life because when you're being a slacker and sitting on the couch watching Netflix, you're not doing shit for the kingdom of God or just the world in general. So, um, coming in, living that abundant life, building those good positive habits so that you can be that person be that person for other people, start building those things that are going to have a positive impact on the world. And it's going to have a positive impact on yourself too. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, Be sure to give us a like, share, um, comments. Uh, We love hearing from people who are listening to us. Mm -hmm. We've got people all over the world, which is just mind boggling Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, sitting here on my couch in Laramie, Wyoming, that anybody in Egypt would have any. That's that's our our newest one. Uh, So welcome, Egypt. Be sure to share with your friends. Um, So thank you guys so much for listening and hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to the Walk It Off podcast. If you enjoyed our episode today, please share with your friends and leave us a review. We're open to feedback and you can reach us on Instagram at the walk it off show and email us at the walk it off show at gmail.com. Walk it off, shake it off, rub some dirt in it, whatever you got to do to get up and move on day after day, challenge after challenge. Have a great week.